What's going on, Niner fam? It is Pete Lucas. This I got with me today, Twin from uh, Twin Empire and uh, the Bearded Bo- uh, Podcast. But it's now the off season for the 49ers. But I mean, we going and we going to talk about all of it. But first, let's hit the music. Once again, it is Peter Lucas. I got with me today, Twin. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And before we get it started, make sure that you give this show a like. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you give Twin Empire a subscribe. And also make sure you hit the bell for both uh, both channels so you get the notifications when we go live. But Twin, a lot of people know you already, but why don't you tell them where they can find you on the socials? Man, what's up? What it do on this terrific Tuesday? It's your boy Twin, man. You can find your boy on YouTube at Twin Empire. Make sure y'all sack that like button, subscribe to the channel, comment if you like to. And also, you can find me on Twitter at Twin Empire as well. Hit your boy up. Make sure you give me a follow. I make sure I follow you back, man. You can hear me talking about the 49ers and a, a plethora of miscellaneous things as well. So, you know what's good to everybody out there. <laughs> I see you just cause you starting early. Bang bang, no Super Bowl ring. Oh, 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 oh. I see you, girl. I see oh, you She's coming in hot. Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't really say too much. Like, <laughs> but I will say this: like uh, three NFC Championship games out of four years isn't bad. Like, uh, but it's not where we want to be. I get it. Like, uh, but it, it's. I mean, it is what it is. It feels like uh, I feel like it was it was just stolen from it. I felt like we were on the precipice and it was just stolen from us. Uh, like uh, we woke up and then all of a sudden, like uh, just everybody was gone. But facts, uh, man. But how do you like cartoons? I even remember the cartoon cartoon we used to grow up watching. It used to be like that one one character who always had the cheese in front of the one the other character, and we'd get yeah. really close. And they'll just snatch it, you know, out of our hands or out of our sight. So the rug get pulled from underneath us, man. And so to me, it felt like that once again. Um, we heard throughout the offseason, hey, Peter, we have one of the best rosters there is in the National Football League. We play one of the most physical brands of football in the National Football. We are one of the teams that continue to do what? Run the ball, no matter what the uh, pro football focus is saying or the fantasy owners or what they're looking for in today's modern football. They're like, hey. The Niners are still one of the gold standards. They stick to the old ways. They run the ball hard. Um, they com- they're committed to the run. They try to get their passing off of the play action, and they play tough, hard-nosed defense. So, man, 
it just seemed like it's a repeat. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just this yep. this cycle of, of some of the same things. And I think there's there's I have my own little theory of our issue, which may be controversial, but we'll get to that whenever the question um yeah. lends me to speak on it. <laughs> cool, cool. And but you know, we're gonna start off with uh, you know, we gotta start off with Purdy. And we found out that he he got a he tore his UCL uh, ligament and he's going to be out at least six months at this point. So it could be a year, depending. We still have to find out if it's going to absolutely need a reconstruction. But how do you how how do you think that Purdy feels right now, being a seventh round pick? And like his draft st- status and having an injury like this that could derail like any kind of momentum that he had uh, like for a whole season, possibly. Um, Honestly, I think first and foremost, how he feels is that he feel like he let the team down. And when I mean he feel like he let the team down, I feel like he came to the locker room and he ate of the forbidden fruit and down goes another quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hmm, I was there, similar to how Jimmy was, maybe at the end of the year last year, then he got hurt. And he's like, hey, I'm Brock Purdy, maybe because I'm a seventh-round draft pick, maybe because yeah. I don't have all this 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 uh, expectation on me, maybe because I just came in here, I've been a company guy, like my girl just sit there, Jessica said, I've been a guy of the culture, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, maybe I'm the one who to turn the tide, you know what I mean? And yeah. then – Dun, dun, dun. Nope. You see what I'm saying? And so I think yeah. he feel first and foremost that he let the team down. I know a lot of people talks about the guy's pockets and the financial situation that he may no longer be in because of the injury, because they were forecasting he could have made a lot of money, a lot of coin in the next couple of years if he continued to keep that production. But that's what I think what truly what he's feeling right now, the initial hurt of letting down the team because he can look to the left, look to the right, look across him and can tell that he had a squad surrounding him. And all thing they needed him to do was just keep the boat afloat. Yeah, for sure. And we want to mention the people in the chat. I appreciate you coming in, Jessica. Uh, Ty, like, appreciate you coming in, brother. Like, uh, I saw that you uh, subscribed a few days back. And then Me too. To, uh, to Robinson. Like, uh, appreciate you coming through, fam. Like, uh, appreciate everybody coming through and, and checking us out. But I, I agree. I agree. It the where where we're at, like, uh, is of course I think he felt like he let the team down. Like he talked about it in the press conference, and he was really kind of he he said it. He said that you know he felt bad for the the old the guys that had been here, and they thought that they were on the precipice. This was the best the 49er offense looked since Channy's been here. And for it to just kind of be snatched away like that was when uh, when you had so much hope, it had to kill some of those vets. Um because they had been they had been so close so many times and then once again it just kind of got the rug the pulled out from underneath them. Uh but yeah, it it it's it's sad like uh but at the same time, I really I feel bad for Brock, like uh, because you know with his draft status, he not many seventh round rookies get a chance to get even get a chance to get on the field, let alone yeah, let alone like uh, be able to be in an NFC Championship game and have an opportunity to show 
what they're capable of and that they're bigger than their draft status. Cause I think that's what happens quite a bit in the league. We get uh, football fans get enamored with traits and they get enamored mm-hmm. with, uh, with the, the tools, like the huge arm, the, the 40 time and like all that other stuff. And sometimes it's just about, can you play the game? <laughs> and Brock could obviously play the game. And he was at, at the very least, he was a really good fit with Shanny. And it's just a, it's sad to see him go down like that. Like, uh, because I really think not just for us fans, but for him in general, because I mean, an injury like this, like you don't know what he's going to come back looking like. Sometimes they come back looking, uh, pitchers can sometimes come back looking stronger, uh, yeah. stronger than they did before. Uh, but this isn't a, this, it's not the same throwing motion. So, It'll be interesting to see what he looks like coming out of this injury, but we got a long wait for that. So, yeah, we definitely, like I said, got a long way to go. Um, I think the team, and this is the thing I have with people a lot of times where you, I try to be nice and say no offense, but at the same time, not somebody say no disrespect, but you know, some disrespect about to come out the words. Uh, <laughs> this is a situation where people always say, well, listen. Two years, three years ago, we had a talented team and we didn't make it. Oh, well, the team is good. We made an NFC championship game. We'll do it again. But people fail to realize how hard it is to keep a team together in this league. This is not the old collective bargaining. Like, this is not how you could keep players five to eight years consistently. This is a whole different system. You know what I mean? And so with the money being the way that it is, uh, where the interchange of young people, old people are coming in and out of the league, you have to try to strike when it's hot. And we have this idea, like, because watch, hypothetically speaking, you know, we lose a player here. We lose a Trent Williams here. And then say, for instance, Trey Lance play starting off next year. You know what happens? Oh, hey, when he's getting pressure on the blind side, why he can't, why he doesn't seem as comfortable as Brock Purdy? Yeah. Brock Purdy had one of the best left tackles of all time, but now people are going to what? Nullify that because there's already a certain type of, you know, certain things going on about the person as it is as a quarterback. And so these things begin to happen or you lose some key players on defense. Those things begin to say, well, why isn't the defense playing as good? Well, when you had the players as far as health wise there, you had the depth there and you didn't succeed. Every year you got to pay this person. You lose another individual that shows some type of characteristic that another team says, instead of you being the sixth man in rotation, come to my team, you'll be the what? The second man on rotation. And so mm-hmm. when you don't capitalize on these opportunities and pieces start to fall apart away from you and you may miss on some draft picks or you just don't have a good look this year with injuries, Nick Bosa didn't get hurt. You know what I mean? Or somebody, yeah. Fred Warren almost got like We always like holding oh, our collective man. breath. I was like, oh, Lord. You see what I'm saying? Because he yeah. was dependable. Yeah. Him not getting hurt this year, but who's to say next year? You know what I mean? The people are like, well, what's going on now? And so these are things that when you do have the opportunity to succeed, this is when you got to. That's why I always call like Michael Jordan the GOAT. Because whenever he got the chance to win it, he, he won. Fail. But he won. But yeah, didn't mean to get long-winded on you. But you know, no, I'm just I trying to you. tie in certain things because people got to realize it's not this is hard to keep a team as talented as this is. And we talked about this earlier this year when we was critiquing our team against maybe some lower opponents. And I heard a lot of people always get mad in the spaces and say, I'm not a fan. Or they'll say, Pete, you tripping. 
when you yeah. say, hey, we did this against a, a team that's not as talented. Yeah. And like, well, we just got a W. A W is W. You say that now, but when you play against the cream of the crop, it's the small minutia things, little things that be emphasized that you sit there and say, oh, don't worry about we winning. Oh, don't worry about we winning. Yeah, we winning. You are beating who you're supposed to be. But when you play against them certain teams, man, that stuff is is amplified, like amplified, you know. Yeah, and we and we and we all said it before the game that this game was gonna come down to who blinks first, who makes that big mistake, what big thing happened because there was no margin for error. Both teams are great. Nobody made it. No, neither one of those teams made it there by accident. Like, mm-hmm. and they're both they were both very good teams. So we knew that that the 49ers were going to have to execute. And as soon as Purdy went down, that was a wrap because you can't all of a sudden you go from you need needing it to be like perfect to all of a sudden that it just went doom. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, and there's no, now you got Josh Johnson, somebody that's pretty much off the street. And even yeah. though he knew the, the knows the offense and all that kind of stuff, he has no reps with anybody doesn't doesn't like couldn't even get the play in. He couldn't even get the play in a lot. But that's but see, I don't mean to cut you off, but we've seen this issue last week, us not getting the playoff. And we've seen this in Seattle having trouble getting the play in in the first half. I don't know if you remember that. There were several yeah. plays in the first half in Seattle that we looked at. We had a penalty um in the second quarter and we had to call a timeout. I remember tweeting, hey guys. This can be an issue. We need to make sure we shore up because we know Kyle has those what long, lengthy plays. And yeah, that pressure, true. I'll tell you, look, that pressure is something else. And this is where don't hurt me, people. Don't hurt me, man. But this is what happens, man. You gotta make sure that you gotta keep it. I call it the acronym is a kiss. Keep it simple and sweet. You know what I mean? Like. I saw that I was like, oh Lord, once those penalties start coming, you got a team like the Eagles that can pin your ears back and don't gotta worry about passing game. <sighs> yeah, I I but this is this is the thing. And somebody had said earlier, you know, uh that Shanahan failed Purdy and the team. And this was w- one of those situations where I like, uh, and you know, I, I have no problem criticizing Shanahan. Like, uh, I did it all throughout the season. <laughs> and, uh, because he doesn't necessarily do things the way that, that I would do them. I think that sometimes he doesn't take the obvious, the obvious thing that you should do. But I think in this situation, this was a fluke. This was a fluke injury. And I, and I get what people are saying that he had a tight end, uh, blocking, Blocking uh, uh, Reddit, but but th- this is the thing they had run that play a hundred like they had run that play a whole bunch of times before that. With who and, though? Well, I know, but I mean, they they haven't been playing bad defenses, <laughs> but like, not been, like not defense mean, with 74 sacks, though. <laughs> I, I get it, I get it, but you've not you're not gonna go away with uh, from what works because and this is the thing to think about also. How many times did he call those plays and Brock just spun away from from uh, from the pressure? This was one of the few times where he didn't even see the pressure coming. And like, uh, but 
But most of the time, because it was play action, he had his back to the play. But, like, but I uh, mean, but you know, you got a part called the protection, though, right? So you yeah. know, you have you got as if I'm the quarterback, right? And I know I just called play action, and my body's going to be turned to the number two sack, <laughs> yeah, sack leader in NFL. I got to put that in my mind because I know he's jumping off the ball, and I know I should know my pass pro, right? My yeah. pass pro should tell me that I have McGlinchey, but then I got two tight ends over there. And Croft and, and Tyler Croft is guarding Hassan Reddick, who is a speed rusher, not a power yeah. rusher, but a speed. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that play, I looked and I was like, oh crap, because this is the only thing I saw really was when you saw the play action, I don't know, you probably have seen it where Brandon Ayuk, where he waited to BA was like open it, opened up yeah. his shoulder. But B.A. had him at the top of the route. He was going here, and he was already wide open. And in my brain, I saw it, and I was like, he's waiting. Nah, because you you kind of nervous yeah. at the same time because you don't want to make that mistake, right, Pete? So I think he was looking was like, I want to make sure he's what? Yes. Open. And there was a play two weeks ago where he threw the ball to Brandon Ayuk, and the commentary said this. He said, hey, Brock waited to what? Long, you remember when that pass he threw it to, towards it was a post route, yeah. And, and he threw he it does, underneath. It's not the first time that he's waited a little bit too long. He wait, he tends to wait a click, a click too long. I mean, but but that he, but that's my point though is that is that it's not necessarily all Kyle's fault, like that. I mean, Brock Brock's got some of that blame too, and uh, and it it is what it is what it is it's a fo- it's football they had to hit him in the exact perfect spot to hit the nerve to get the uh to to rip mm. out his uh UCL UCL so a lot of things had to happen for for that exact injury to happen right at that moment like uh, so i just i just shy away from completely blaming Kyle now if we talking Trey Lance Yes, I blame Kyle for for Trey Lance getting hurt, like uh, because I in my mind you don't run your your franchise quarterback or I I, I put that in heavy quotation marks because I don't really don't believe in that term franchise quarterback, uh, but you don't but you don't the guy that you invested all this all this uh, draft capital into mm-hmm. you're not going to uh, you're not running him into walls over and over and over again and then say yeah. oh well it's football. Like, who is doing that? Who is really doing that? So, like, in that situation, I would blame Kyle. Do you blame Kyle for the Jimmy injury? I don't think anybody blames Kyle for the Jimmy injury. Like, I don't blame uh, Kyle for the Jimmy injury. I do blame Kyle in the front office for this. I think you said some earlier about I don't believe in a franchise quarterback. So, I can get how some people say that, but I also realize, say, Trevor Lawrence, what would you consider him? you think he's a franchise quarterback? Or would you, or, or a placeholder? I don't, I'm not sure. How would you categorize this, him or title him? This is the him? thing. There is only maybe two uh-huh. uh, quarterbacks in the league that you could call a franchise quarterback, a guy that you can throw the ball 40 to 50 times on a regular basis, and it'd be, it'd be fine. Like, uh, it'd be mm-hmm. fine on any given game. Everybody else needs help. Okay. Everybody else needs help. So – like uh, Justin Herbert needs help. Josh Allen mm-hmm. needs help. Uh, like uh, Trevor Lawrence definitely needs help. Like, uh, so okay. 
I know that that's ever since Brady came through and started uh, and New England came up with that offense to make the passing game an extension of the run game. Like, uh, and they started throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Ever since then, every team has been looking for that type of quarterback to do that. And it's just not a thing. It's not so a what, thing. What, how do I go wrong? How would you As rebrand some, it? Let's say I would just like say, that. How would you quarter, rebrand your it? quarterback. <laughs> your quarterback. Because that's uh-huh. what they are. They're, they're quarterback. We didn't call. They weren't calling uh, Elway and all those guys the franchise quarterback at the time. They were just, hey, it's Joe Montana, like it, it, it or it's uh, or it's Dan Marino. Like I just don't mm-hmm. believe in the term franchise court because they try to make it seem like, uh, like a lot of these teams give up on quarterbacks because they can't throw the ball forty and fifty times. Dak is a great. I heard somebody mention Dak uh, earlier. He is a perfect example. <laughs> he needs help. He needs a running game. He need he needs them to run the game and uh, have a running game and build off of play off of play action. That's he needs that. Yeah. And do they always do that? No. They drop him back, have him throwing the ball 40, 50 times, and then when he throws two or three interceptions, we sit here and blame Dak. Well, maybe that's your coach's fault that he put you in that position, like uh, and isn't recognizing your your strengths and weaknesses because yeah, at a certain point. You've invested this draft capital in this person. You have to figure out a way to make him look good. It don't matter. Okay, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, see, that, that's where I'm trying to get too far is how do we frame this position? The quarterback in the NFL is one of the biggest positions there is. Um, we know with our team we have a the uh, – I mean, there's a bundle of things when it comes to our QB role. And this is where I feel like the 49ers are probably getting this bad luck from. Shoot mm-hmm. me in the comments if you want to. But – I think because we have been so indecisive with our quarterback situation where we haven't been committed at all to one, even when we signed Jimmy, we were still looking for other options. Um, I believe most teams don't do that. And I think because at the most important positions, we have not gave this individual the room to relax and feel as if this is his team. I don't care what other pieces we put around us, um, say, for instance, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. even though it was uh, Carson Wentz team not too long ago and they had to guard the mission for a little bit, when they saw Jalen Hurts, they said, guess what, my guy? They traded away Garner Mission, who was actually a pretty good productive two quarterback. If you look at his yeah. stats, it wasn't bad. He was actually pretty good for that team yeah. over there in Jacksonville before he went to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Neither here or there. But they wanted him to know, hey, guy, I'm cutting everybody else out like a coupon. You are my guy. Trevor Lawrence, they gave away the other individuals, and they say, you know what? You are my guy. Um, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, these quarterbacks, even with Justin Herbert, hey, Tyrod Taylor, I know we punctured your lungs, but guess what, my guy? See you later. They yeah. made sure that these individuals as a quarterback, maybe even not the franchise, but if you want to build into being a, quarter, a franchise quarterback, I don't want you to worry about nothing. I want mm-hmm. the radio host. I want the, the beat writers. I want the casual fan. I want the diehard fan. I want whoever to know that when they say who is the quarterback, no matter what it is, it is who. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. It wasn't none of this chatter on the outside. They, they eliminated all of those things. What the 49ers don't do is eliminate all those things. We invite yeah, that is true. 
everybody to nitpick, to cause confusion. It's a good Bible scripture out there that says, look, hey, a double-minded mind is unstable in all of his ways. It been a tactic for years. They say if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. They said it for a reason. We've been watching football as long as we can. So because this is what we consistently perpetuate out there, everywhere we look on the KNBR or one five point game, guess what they are always talking about? Mm-hmm. Is it Brock? Is it Jimmy? I yeah. like the way Jimmy play. I don't like the way Trey play. I like the way Brock play. He reminds me of Jimmy, but a little more athletic. I don't like the way Brock play, but he reminds <laughs> like so. We have the fights. Like yeah. we have issues in our own camp consistently, and nobody's not going to tell me this is why we got that rabbit foot of injuries because we play around too much and we're not committed to the most the the best position in football. We're not committed to, but because we're up and down like that, guess what our injuries are doing? Yeah. And this is the, the and to your point, this is something that the fans have been act asking for for years. Because uh, I want to, you got to bring up Kelton. Hey, appreciate you, brother, for coming in. Uh, like uh, Kelts mentioned, when I learned this lesson, the blame doesn't matter anymore. But putting major emphasis on protecting the quarterback is a must. How many years have we been asking for uh, for them to upgrade this offensive line? I know I can I mean, speak for myself. It's been it's been since Shanny's got here. I've been waiting mm-hmm. for them to upgrade to get that center of the to draft sign. I don't care, but they need to get a center. They needed to replace uh, McGlinchey because the, the this is the thing. Kyle has a, he puts a premium on run blocking. We all know. Yeah, he doesn't care about pass blocking. And but frequently, what happens is what happens. Your quarterback is going down every single season, so you're going to be forced to put a premium on pass blocking. And now, when that said, this season, I think that the offensive best best season pass blocking like uh, that I've seen since Shanny's been here. But because of health, I mean, yeah, but. It, they stay, yeah, they stay you, healthy the majority of the year. Exactly. But if you th- if you look at it, they had Aaron Banks, who was a relative unknown. They thought they knew what they had. Uh, yeah, but you got year. Spencer Burford, complete unknown. They didn't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Rendell, how could you know? Uh, and and then you got McGlinchey, who's known to give up one or two, uh, one or two complete whiffs a game. And and McGlinchey, he gets by on his run blocking because he's such a good run blocker. People don't want to give him up, but we need somebody that can protect our guy. And I've been saying it for a couple of years now. He just needs to go. They need to. They should have drafted his replacement. They should have drafted uh, a center two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I know that they think Nick Zakel is going to be the answer. I know that they they have. I know that they have a plan, but yeah. at the same time. The plan right now is not working, and it hasn't been working for the last couple of years as far as protecting your your QB. Because it, it doesn't matter if it's a franchise or QB or not. Like, your current QB right now, whoever's mm-hmm. out on the field, has to be protected because you're going to throw the ball. You're not going to run the ball every day. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it But, hey, it you know what that looks what similar is. to, though, Pete, though? Yeah. It looks similar to the quarterback position. You don't know if you want a young guy, old guy, a young guy, old guy. We got guys like, I mean, um, Brendel, he goes in and out. 
we got we had a center over the last what five years, whether it was Richenberg, whether it was Alice Mack, whether it was um um Brendo now. It's a what? It's a it's a rotation in the most one of the most important positions there is, right? The center position. Yeah. And so this is consistently a rotation. Same thing with the quarterback, a consistent rotation. Like we have, you know, the ups and downs consistently, and then mm-hmm. we don't realize that pass pro eventually you're going to have to sit back and make some throws, bro. Regardless, yeah. like, eventually you're going to have to. And we know when you go to the NFC Championship game, one thing that you're going to meet there is a team with some type of good pressure. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a reason why they're going to make it there because they have something that a lot of other teams don't have, which is what players at the skill position that do things above average. Yep, it's and been like that since the time of football. Yeah, this is another great point by Kelt. Uh, the Eagles didn't have to do anything extravagant because they focused on their protection. If you look at their offense as a whole, they don't really do anything special. They don't do anything special. There's no exotic looks. There's nothing. They're, they they they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run it with their QB, and they're going to keep running the ball. They're going to throw it about 20, 25 times. They're going to take – they're going to throw the occasional screen, and they're going to throw the occasional deep pass, and that is mm-hmm. it. That is the extent of their offense. Like uh, – and – but it works because that offensive line is crazy good. It's crazy Nasty. good. Like, uh, I mean, Kelsey – uh, what's what's his name on the right, on the right side? Yeah, like I mean, all of them, all of them. <laughs> like I mean, it, it's, it's Lane just a Johnson, good, yeah, Lane Johnson. That was they what got, I was thinking of. I think it was and Dickerson. He's another rookie. He's a rookie. He's like a he was a Lane Dickerson. Yeah. He yeah, couldn't he, get. He can't even get in the game. He don't know. He was supposed bitch. to be a center. He's supposed <laughs> to be the center of the future, and he's playing guard. But like I mean, but he played well. And I mean, but this is that this is what we're talking about. They're investing in the line. And the mm-hmm. 49ers take castaways, castoffs, and make better players out of them. And but the system. Yeah, but but you can only hide hide it for so long. Like uh you're against weaker opponents. Exactly. You're gonna get eventually you're gonna play a really good team and they're gonna get blown up. <laughs> like uh, that's that's what that's what's gonna happen. So I think that Aaron Banks is gonna be able to to uh, I mean, I thought he had a really good season. He's going to be able to develop. Uh, I think Burford's going to develop. I think Burford may be our right tackle of the future. That might be. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. We don't know what's going to happen with Poe. He might be the center of the future. We don't know. Like uh, oh, yeah, he's going to play. Yeah, they've got some talent, but it's young and it's undeveloped right now. Like uh, so, and you. But unfortunately for them, right now you have. A, you have all these weapons in this Super Bowl caliber team, like, uh, and you don't have time for those guys to develop. Everybody was worried about trade developing. How about this offensive line? Like, uh, they're, they're the ones. It's more. I feel like their development is more important than Trey's development. Like, uh, I got a because, question. Yeah. So now you said we don't have that much time, but it's like every year we say we don't got that much time. Yeah. By the time we actually would have put these guys in from the beginning, <laughs> they would have accumulated enough time and repetitions to actually be what we're looking for them to be. They're always a year late <laughs> with everything. They're always a year late. They they drafted uh, Nick Sakel a year later than than uh, than because uh, I was mocking 
the uh the them to draft a center the year before just like the year yeah. before i was i was mocking them to draft a right tackle like uh and uh, the and then last year i thought they should have drafted a safety i wanted jaquan brisker i thought they should have traded up and got jaquan brisker and now i'm not yeah. saying that that oh i know more than than lynch and all that because they obviously they put together a really good roster like but at the same time I don't think they always take care of their need, their needs that are right in front of their face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, uh, and we, they get masked by, like you said, the scheme and, and it, and when it comes down to it, they, they just, they, it's just a little, not just, just not enough, (laughs) but I'm going to get off my soapbox (laughs) and uh, Kelt says, stay up, stay blessed. Appreciate you, brother. And, but I want to get to this next, uh, this next topic. So D'Amico gets his six year deal from the Texans. I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And for sure, for sure. I, I can't say enough how happy I am for, for him. He deserves it. He was, he put this team, uh, last year, like, uh, with Josh Norman and Drake, Kit Kirkpatrick, Kirkpatrick, and, <laughs> and all these randoms uh, playing corner, and he—they were still a great defense. And this season, great defense. I mean, he almost flipped the switch. It was almost a completely different defense this year, just because of so many turnovers compared to the year prior. And he just does—he does—he maximizes the talent that's in front of him. Like, yeah. uh, and I think that that's going to serve him well on the Texans. They're not devoid of talent. They've got some pieces over there. Oh, it's going to really depend. Too. Yeah, they, it's going to really depend on who they bring in for an offense. He brings Ooh. in for an offensive coordinator, what his staff looks like. Uh, but I'm they sure. Stingley he, Jr. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah and he's, <laughs> I will say Sting, Stingley Jr. Like uh, he was, uh, he gets a bad rap because how good sauce was <laughs> like, uh, but but he's not it's bad. Sauce, man. It's sauce. Like sauce yeah. out here. <laughs> I mean, sauce the first year in, he's like what top two, top, top three? All pro. I think he's already like, like oh yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like uh, but yeah. but yeah, I, I just think that uh I think Stingley is a solid player. I just think that for sure because of his draft status and because of how sauce played, he gets kind of a bad rap and because of the team he's on. Like uh, but yeah, it's going to be – It's he's going to need a lot of pieces, but I, I think that he's going to do well because he. I think he has learned a lot from uh, Kyle and John. As You can say what you want to about, about Kyle and John. They know how to build a culture. And uh, yeah. it's – so it, it, I think that he learned He learned that lesson. He knows that he's going into a toxic atmosphere, but, hey, we got we to gotta say uh, good luck to uh, D'Amico, and we wish you the best. Uh, cause you appreciate you, know, you my God. God knows, God knows that you did so much for, uh, for our team. So, yes, uh, man. thank you, man. Thank you very much to because you, you were the most consistent coach on this team. I mean, I know later on in the year, Cal picked it up, but we yeah. rode your back for majority part of this year. You showed the 49ers fan probably in spurts, some of the best defensive football, that we have ever seen or that we haven't seen in, in years since the eighties, you know what I mean? And even though the nineties, the 2000, you know, 11, 12, 13 situation was, was quite good. 
there was a mm-hmm. moment in time over several games that you guys were, were playing at an all-time high. And so we appreciate sure. what you did, the culture, how you affected the young boys, whether it was Nick Bosa. I also want to give D'Amico Ryan his flowers because a lot of people only know him as a coach, not necessarily knowing him when he was drafted to the Houston Texans when there he was, was a Andre Johnson there, too. there was a shop there, you know, there was a young J.J. Watt there and so on and so forth. But people don't realize that he was the one who – groom the guy that we all call all pro Fred. Like, we got to keep yep. it a bean and keep it a buck. He groomed all pro Fred. He took some undrafted guys, you know, like Al Shazier, um, a late-round draft pick in, in Greenlaw, and he groomed these guys into some wonderful linebackers. And what most people would say, we have the best linebacker core um, in the National Football League. So he created a, 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 a culture. He created a swagger. He created, you know – a bum linebacker room and then went on to create a bum defensive team. And so I love the way that he talked to his guys and he always told them, do not be a energy vampire. I love it when he says, he says, do not suck the energy out the room. It seems like I don't mind like critiquing you, but I'm going to give you life and life more abundantly. I'm going to put the battery in your back. I'm going to put a a solar panel on your back. So wherever you go, you're going to be re-energized and recharged. And I think that's something that we need to look at and hold on to as he vacate the premises of Santa Clara and outside of the San Francisco 49ers uniform. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but now with him being gone, it leaves a humongous void in uh, at the DC coordinator spot. And there's, and we thought it was a foregone conclusion, but apparently today something opened up. Uh, we, we thought Fangio had, had uh, signed up with Miami, but apparently he didn't finalize anything. And uh, so they still are about to talk to him. Um, they're talking, they're also talking to Wilkes from, uh, from Carolina, uh, who yeah. I think is a strong candidate. Uh, and, but they got a couple of in-house guys that, that, uh, that may have a say in the matter. Also uh, Daniel Bullock's the safety coach. He's been around for he's been around the league for 16 years. <laughs> and yeah. he, you wouldn't know it by by looking at him because he looks so young. But mm-hmm. he's uh uh but he is he's a guy that that I kind of that I'm kind of looking at. Also, there's another guy. Uh I mean Chris Kasur, I know people at the the popular name is Chris Kasur because he does so much yeah. with the D D line, but he said over and over and over again he doesn't want to be a D coordinator. Thanks. So yeah, I heard him say too. Is. So yeah. But Johnny Holland is another guy, the linebacker coach, been in the league 35 years. Um, and that's another that's another name. If we're talking about in-house prospects, those are really yeah. the only two, Daniel Bullocks and Johnny Holland, that I would think of in-house. But yeah. Any anybody else that you're thinking of, or at like I, uh, that that may that there may have a shot at it. I think right now that is a position that if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch want to just sit back and just look at the phone, look at the call. You know, how back in the day we grew up, we had the call ID. You know, the little white phone, yeah. look like a little cube, had a call ID. I think this is the opportunity for them to sit back and say, hmm. Who do we want? What direction do we want to go? We know that we're about to lose some people. We know that there are some weaknesses in our team. Who can we choose to make sure that we can solidify these positions? You know what I'm saying? And so right now they have options. And hopefully 
I don't know if you want to go with the older, mature coach or do you want to go with the new, innovative coach? Um, mm-hmm. We've seen some of these newer guys who are doing some great things, but then also you got the guys in Kansas City who is an older cat. Um, I forgot his name right now. Spagnolo. Spagnolo. He's been around for a while, but he's not going nowhere. But he can still do wonderful things on defense. Mm-hmm. But then you got the young guy in Cincinnati. Um, I can't pronounce I don't want to murder his name. But he's yeah. doing some creative things on the defensive end. He helped Patrick Mahomes like to a minimal, um, despite some of these calls that we saw that was horrendous. Even in Philadelphia, you know, they got some guys who are still a young blood. So I think right now it's just where do we see our roster going in the next two or three years? Because I'm assuming that's how they're going to plan it out as far as who they're going to go out and pick as far as draft-wise, and then who are they going to resign. So I'm cool with – I mean, I like Wilkes, but I know there's some allegations about that. Um, mm. I didn't look into it deeply, but I did think he did a wonderful job with that team after – um, Matt Rule left. He made that team. He kept that team competitive. He, they played hard. Um, That's what I looked and, at. And, yeah, and, and they played nasty. And they had some and key figures on their team, you know. And so that, yeah. and the team wasn't bad. It's just they wasn't proud up and coached right. So I think Wilkes probably be a guy that I really look into. And um, other than that, man, I think there's some sleepers out there who's calling him saying, hey, man, I want to be part of your organization because I see what you guys have here. And it's not here for a short time. It's possibly that I can be here for a long time, which can give me an opportunity to be a head coach again. So, yeah, I I I agree. Like, uh, I think that uh, I would be shocked if if Fangio did if it was if it didn't end up being Fangio. Uh, people for kind of forget that Fangio came in to to talk to the 49ers at the beginning of this year before the year started. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the and we all thought because the the premise was is D'Amico, I mean she probably should have had a head coaching gig last year, and and sure. uh, they just assume everybody was assuming that that he was going to be gone after this year, so they thought the 49ers were automatically looking, but because there was no other reason, what 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 reason was did Fangio have to be in the building uh, back then? Like there was there was none, and uh, I think the Miami offered him a boatload of money. And I think that he was seriously considering that. But I think, honestly, I think – and people want to link him to Sean Payton in Denver too. Like, he ain't going back to Denver. Come on. <laughs> why Why would he go back to Denver and uh, and play and be a D coordinator for somebody else? I, I, I just don't think that that's going to happen. So I, I think that Fangio is probably – that's the he's probably my, uh, my, my guy that I think is probably going to get it. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked at Wilkes. Uh, I now, would not be shocked. Do you at think? Now, do you think he's gonna? I know a lot of people say he runs that three four, and you know we run that that wide nine type he of can defense. Run. So, you, I mean, I'm quite sure he's been in the game. This guy dog on long. I'm yeah. quite sure he can run whatever. You know. Yeah, he's gonna figure asking. it out. Yeah, he's gonna okay. figure it out. Like, uh, uh, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be terribly shocked. I, I don't think that that would be a good a good fit for the 49ers like uh in as far as if he tried to bring that 3-4 because you need like kind of the your backers especially you need some bigger guys on the end on the edge like uh some like Hassan Reddick type size guys like bigger uh, small like, smaller or bigger like well they're big for defensive end they're smaller for defensive ends but they're but they're bigger yeah, than our backers than our backers because our backers are what 220 two th- like uh, 230 like uh, I they're mean, almost like safety size 
But I mean, now me personally, I am a fan of three four defense. I'm not going to lie to you. I me prefer too. three four compared to the base of the wide nine, in my opinion. Um, I like the explosiveness that you get off the edge. Um, I like it when you can have the hybrid linebackers who can play, can rush, and also get into the flat. I mean, we play hell zone all the time anyway, so we're only telling the edge rushers that if you're not rushing to play the flats or, you know, to occupy the middle of the field. Um, but, I mean, I get it. It, it. it will be a different look. I just like the look and the style of a 3-4 defense. Like, that was my favorite de- defense. Even when I played Mad back in the day, and you give me a 3-4 defense concept, man, I turned to Dick LeBeau out here, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, no, I love the 3-4. Yeah, I love the 3-4, but I, but I just don't think that we have the pieces to run a 3-4. And, like, because, well, I mean, but you're going to turn Bosa into a linebacker? Because he can't be a, a D end in the three four, he's he's way too small for that. Like uh, I mean, they need to be three hundred, almost. Like uh, I mean, end. those are the tackles. The D. I mean, you only it's three four. So, I mean, I got you. But most I got one. I can play. I can play both on the end. Hey, if Kevin Green, I don't know if people know about Kevin Green. He was uh, yeah. he, he's like top five in sacks and that. He played like he played in three four and he did a wonderful job. But he was he a linebacker. I know you telling me Nick Bosa he hunted what I mean he could be as long as you want to bring him in as a linebacker. But then that would mean that you're taking uh, every now and then he's going to go out in coverage. And like, that's fine. Oh, I mean when no, he's blitzing, he's blitzing. Look, watch this. When he's blitzing, he's blitzing. Or like when he he's rushing, he's rushing. But. I mean, we need to get us a fat hog mog in the middle, two fat hog mogs in the middle, man. Oh, two big juicy boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that if you did bring Fangio and he decided he was going to stick with the three four, I think that that would that 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 t- tells you uh, right away that I would think that Eric Armstead and 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 uh, and uh, Kinlaw are no longer in the plans. <laughs> like, uh, I, that, I that's. You. That, that's what you. that's my uh because I don't think you can run a three four with that personnel the defensive line that yeah. we have like yeah, they, uh, so yeah they don't take we up don't have a we don't have a nose tackle on the team we right need now. a fat we we need a fat belly boy we need somebody who like five yeah. six foot two three hundred and fifteen pounds a little a little thickums out there <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I feel I you know I wouldn't mind seeing a three four I just. With the team that we have right now, I, I, yeah. it, it's a lot of construction. Hey, I bet you but, Drake Jackson will, will be in the game. He won't be uh, an active player, though, if we ran oh, before. Man. I, but I'm he might saying. not. He, he may not. He he may get flashbacks and not and want to be a part of that because, like, uh, he said that he didn't like the way he was being used in, in SC. So, like. Well, uh, at least he played. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I, <laughs> I think Fangio can can figure it out. Like yeah. I think he can figure it out, and like uh, and then, but yeah, Wilkes. There's there's a couple of guys out there. I I would be shocked if they try to overhaul the system. I think that they're still going to try and run the system that they got uh, now, yeah. um, which is why I think I mean they may they may look internal, but I. Man, I I just don't see how you could. I don't I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Either way, like, I don't uh, think we're gonna go. We're not gonna take a tremendous step back. Though. I, I do believe yeah. that. No matter who he picked, I know he knows that he has to make sure 
that that's, that situation is in good hands. I believe he's been prepping. Like you said, he probably had somebody, like he was calling out the other individuals, the linebacker coach or the DB coach, and he kind of yeah. already knew D'Amico was gone. So, yeah, yeah they, they had to be preparing for this. So, but all right, let's 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 switch gears into the QB the QB situation because the QB, the QB carousel, baby. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, so now we're right back into the thick of it. We right back into the thick of it. It's in the thick of it. We went from from Trey being the QB1 and Brock being QB3 and Jimmy just being here for another year, like, to now Brock, to a certain point, Brock was QB1 and they said that Trey may get traded and then... And then, uh, but then Purdy gets hurt. Now we're back to uh, Trey being QB one, and he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get all the snaps and OTAs and all the other stuff. And uh, and everybody oh. wants Jimmy gone. And uh, oh. now we're talking about bringing in Brady. <laughs> oh. It's Kurt. just it's Captain never Kurt. ending. It's never ending. This like, is uh, a song that never ends. Oh, and like, it goes on. <laughs> Oh my yeah, it's just crazy. Like uh but how how do you what do you what do you feel should happen with the All right, this is my honest God situation. opinion, my truth. I'm gonna stick on, I'm gonna down this hill. This is what we get for not starting Trey Lance 2020, 2000, whatever it's 2021, 2022 season. This is our fault. I don't care nobody. Y'all get mad out, you won't say we did we had a Pro Bowl or Super Bowl ready team. I really don't care. This is what you get. You get hogwash in the mess. Now everybody say he's hadn't played in three years, but you didn't want to play the first year. Now all of a sudden you're trying to say he doesn't have an experience that Brock Perry had because he was a four-year starter. So therefore Brock showed some type of um, pause in the ability to hold himself collectively as a quarterback against these, you know, other teams and so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, if you don't want Trey Lance, the same narrative of why you think he shouldn't be playing is going to just only become higher because he doesn't get reps. Brock Purdy mm-hmm. showed things that we all saw that was good. No lie, he did a wonderful job. But then again, you got to realize this. There was something, there's something that we have to say for the, the plethora of individuals that he had around him. Not saying that he didn't do what he needed to do, that he did not lead them guys into victory. But you have a guy in Trey Lance that if you're going to politic him this way, I think you are doing – this is why I think the injuries has happened to us because we don't do things in decency in order when it comes to the quarterback position. If I ask you who's our starting the end, you're going to say Nick Bosa. If I ask you who's our starting Mike Linebacker, you're going to say who? Fred Warner. If I ask you who's our starting Rob receiver, you're going to say Debo Sanders. If I ask you who's our starting running back, you're going to say who? Christian McCaffrey. Last year, who? Elijah Mitchell. Like, you see how easy that comes off the tongue? You see how yeah. easy that, that cuts off confusion? But when it comes to the most important position in football where other 30-some-odd teams know who to say, we still don't like that. We're going to like this. Yeah. So my thing is this. I'm going to say you have to start Trey Lance. Mainly because this. I know it. Listen. If Brock Purdy is what he is, he ain't going nowhere. You still got him for two years, yes or no? He's a rookie. He's on a rookie deal. You need reps. You need to have a 
without a shadow of a doubt, I need to see this young man play. If he can stay upright, if you don't run him in the ground between all tackles, I need to see him play for at least 12 to 14 weeks. I got to see what I have with him. I have mm-hmm. to see what does he look like with George Kittle because we don't see him with George Kittle. I have to see what he looks like CMC because he never had CMC. I have to see what he has with Elijah Mitchell because we never even seen him with who? Elijah Mitchell as well because people forget he got hurt in the first freaking quarter. If you look at mm-hmm. Trey Lance stats in the first quarter of that Chicago Bears game, his QB rating was high. His completion rating was high. He was actually doing a pretty freaking good job. Yep. So, and that's with the offensive line who we all sit here and say today that needs some what? A little help. A little right? help. So, in my opinion, man, I'm starting Trey Lance. I cannot bring in another distraction into not the locker room, but into the Bay Area and Bay Area sports because this will, again, become another circus. Most yeah. NFL coaches do not want a circus in there around the locker room or outside in the media. And I know people say it doesn't affect the team, but guess what, man? They are human beings. Eventually, yeah. it begins to wear on them, man. Yeah, that's – Sorry for my little long – my, my long no, 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 no. I just, You know yeah, what I'm saying? That, it's, it's, that's it's, just it, – people are silly. People are just silly with that nonsense. Like, I mean, th- this is the thing about Trey. And I love, I, th- I think Trey is supremely talented. Like, he has huge arm. He has speed. He doesn't necessarily have runner-type speed. But th- this is the thing. They, he needs this to get – for us to get an honest evaluation of what Trey is, he has to get the same game plan as Purdy – and jimmy like uh we do we can't what does he need like what what have we all said that he needs more than anything it's passing reps like he <laughs> needs to be able to figure out how like uh, how to play in that type of environment and be able to make his read trust in what he sees and be able to throw with anticipation that's what he has to build on and so in order to do that you can't just give him QB option plays and then bring it back, <laughs> bring it back to he's done it two, three times, running into walls. He's like uh, his head spinning because he's gotten hit a few times. And now like, and now you're expecting him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like uh, this with guy. The, with, the long, this hey, guy. <laughs> with the longest playbook in, in the NFL yeah. right now, we have the longest play calls in the yeah. NFL. So like you say, get your bell run and go out here. And and <laughs> read it's like can we just get him the same game plan? And this is this is another point. This is kind of off topic, but I just thought of it right now. Is what is what did what is a common denominator? What was Kyle doing in the beginning of the last three games that that makes no sense? Because we were talking about the offensive line, correct? And that we need more pass more pass protection. And that Kyle doesn't value pass protectors, but what was he doing the first, the, the beginning of first the last three games? He's passing like in the beginning. He's not running until like well into the game. Yeah, so like six minutes in. Don't value if you don't value pass protection. Like, uh, how are you going to make those calls to say, okay, well, even though I don't, even though I know my guys aren't that great at pass protecting, I. I'm going to throw the, the play out there anywhere to catch him off guard like that. I mean, it's no catching nobody off guard at this point. You've done it three games in a row. And then like, also uh, you got to realize this. I don't mean also the route tree is, is cut down too. no offense yeah. to Brock, but we know 
We have, can I ask you a question? How many times have you, we don't take a number of opportunities down the field. We may take one, yeah. maybe two, but we're not throwing about 30, 35 yards down the field five to six times if we're throwing about 30 times a game like most teams will. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, uh, and I think that it's, it's multi, it's multi-factor. In the beginning, Brock was, was hurling it like uh, down, down the field. And then you saw the last couple of games, he kind of went away from it. Yeah. He kind of went away from it. I don't know if it was Kyle that, that kind of uh, reeled him back in, but. Oh, but conservative you, you Kyle that, pokes his head out again. Like it could have been, it could have been like, uh, but. Yeah, I would like to see – I just want to see Trey get an honest opportunity to be a quarterback and not to be a fullback. Like, uh, it's I, – I know that everybody's like, oh, well, Kyle knows that he's not ready. That's why he's running him. Okay, well, he's Kyle never going to – he's he, never going to get ready. <laughs> he's never going to get can ready. Can you tell me – I want to know this. I watch football like you. I've seen Purdy miss open people. Yeah. And uh, – 10-yard routes, flat routes. I've seen him miss it. It's okay. I've yeah. seen Patrick Mahomes miss several. It's okay. Why is it all of a sudden when Trey missed one, it's like only he is the only quarterback in the NFL that missed these routes. But I've seen Trey hit a lot of – like he has progressively gotten better to me. Yeah. But it's like his misses are amplified. But when – the first game that Brock Purdy played, he missed Brandon. You going to wild open pass? It's like, oh well, y'all don't got nothing to say about that. They do, but that when with if Trey every do- with every like um, with a quarterback that they've already deemed is not going to be good. Like uh, this, this is the thing about the media. Like uh, the media picks who who they they have their chosen ones, and if they think that that you're uh, they don't if you're not one of their chosen ones then they're, everything that you do well is a fluke. <laughs> and like everything that you don't do well is, oh my God, I can't believe he missed that. Like, uh, uh, but uh, if you're one of their chosen ones, like Peyton or like, or Patrick Mahomes or Brady or whoever, like uh, Trevor like Lawrence, that. I've seen yeah. Trevor Lawrence miss a whole bunch if, of easy throws. If he makes it, it's like, oh my God, what a throw. That's why you draft a guy. <laughs> in the first round, and, like, uh, uh, and when he misses, with, oh well, you know the offensive line wasn't really blocking that well on that one. Like, oh, uh, oh no, 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 he didn't, he didn't run top of his route properly. He, yeah, he didn't chop yeah, down the receiver. Like it, it's it's it, it's so obvious it, to the point to where I sometimes I just turn the sound off when they start talking. Like in the the Forty Nine er game uh, this past week, I had to turn the sound off because. I couldn't deal with whoever that that crew was. I couldn't deal with them, like because uh, uh, they were just saying a bunch of stuff because they had to get through the game. But it, it was it was just nonsense. But yeah. yeah, it's it is what it is. Like uh, I, I I'm hoping that Trey comes out. He's seen now. He's seen. He sat behind Jimmy. He saw what not to do in certain situations. Uh, then he's but now he's gotten a chance to really have his job threatened by a Brock Purdy and mm-hmm. coming in and seeing what it should look like. This is what it should look like. And or is it though? Well, I, I I'm you, you That's can't argue with 30 with 33 points. No, no, a game. no. I'm fine with 33 points a game. My thing is 
if I'll take basketball, for instance, if I can shoot 43, 42% from the three point line and my coach say, Hey, I want you to hit the mid range. I'm like, All right, coach, I get the mid range. I can shoot 50 to 48% from the mid range. I'm good. My layup package is nice. I can go to the layup. I can go to the hole. I get your points in paint. But coach, I got a chopper too. Now, mm-hmm. I know you don't mind me hitting this mid-range fadeaways and going to the layup. But when I tell you, coach, when I, when I can shoot 42% from this three-point line, it will open up the offense like you've never seen before. I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to shoot this joker like 12 to 15 times a game. But, coach, if you give me six to eight attempts back here, I got you. And I ain't going to yeah. do it all. Actually, I'm going to do it in a way where, hey, can, hey, Kyle, you know how you got – sometimes you got to allow me to evolve your offense, to yeah. take the offense out of your hands. This is what special players do. This is what the Toms do. This is what the Pat Mahomes do. This is what the upper echelon individuals do. I'm going to yeah. need you to trust me a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. At this, this is the thing. I don't. We would settle with Trey. With Trey right now, I just want to see him be a solid, a solid quarterback. Just a solid quarterback, like a, and without the running and like a, that kind of stuff. I just want him to be able to throw 20, 25 times a game, and just be able to run the offense. Like right now, just yeah. right now. If he de- when he develops the confidence in what he's seeing, and and uh, like uh, and be able to to make those to see it pre snap and say okay here it comes, <laughs> like then that's when you know, then 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 yeah absolutely. But for right now, I think what everybody's waiting to see with Trey is just can you run the offense. Like uh, we we Man, he's we not know getting the, it though. We know the big plays can happen. I mean, but plays can happen with your with your arm and like everything else. But we just want to know that you can run the offense first. And Cal I got folks that, thinking this man is dumb. I'm be honest with you. I listen to two. I listen to I listen to choir because I think that he deserves that. And I listen to too many national radio people on the Bay Area. They think Cal. They think Trey Lance. Cannot do anything when it comes to passing the ball. They yeah. think I'm like I'm like this, like Kyle. You have you sullied this man' ability because these people really think he sucks when it comes to QBing and that he cannot pass the ball in the flat. And he can't pass a, a a slant route, like for real. I watch I watch probably too much KNBR and like bro. Yeah. When I tell you, eighty five percent of the guys are like bus. He's done. We've seen enough of him already. He can't make the passes. He's through. I'm like, God, dog. Yeah, so. like he ain't, he ain't played for like four games. But the, okay, like, uh, uh, and he had. I mean, all of those. He didn't even play the whole game in all those. But uh, but anyway, we gonna get off a of tray because we got all, all right. off season to talk about. Oh trade. man, the most and- entertaining. <laughs> franchise on the planet dog like it oh, just doesn't because, make hey, any sense did you see his interview today uh i didn't i didn't get a chance to see oh, he spoke today man i was like david lombardi I, I had this little joke in my head I, I think nobody didn't think it was funny but i thought it was funny <laughs> i said <laughs> david lombardi saw trey lance over there in the locker was like 
Hey, big head, how you doing? <laughs> I'm like, look, I know I ain't text you in a while, but it seems like you you going to be the hot stuff and possibly the person I'm going to need to get close to. So now all of a sudden, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that he had an interview. I just didn't get a chance to listen to it. But uh, yeah, I, I think that Trey is going to, if he's anything like we think he is, he's going to get into the lab again this offseason. And he is going to uh, – I think he's going to come out ready. I think he is. And uh, it's really up to Kyle. Like we talked about him just not taking for granted his his athletic ability and just, and just let the kid throw. That's what he needs. He needs to throw. And like uh, – but, yeah, we'll see. But before we get out of here, what – one last question. What – what are the the areas of need do you see going into this offseason? We talked about the offensive line a little bit, but uh, but what is there any other uh, like areas of need? I mean, okay, so I don't know what we plan on doing with some of our free agents, but like you said earlier about Jimmy Ward, mm. even though he played out nickel. He was a starting safety, so you already know we got to make sure. That's two positions that we got to worry about. Um, Gibson, a little old. When I say he was old, but he's a player he that – Okay. <laughs> you can say he's old. <laughs> so he did a serviceable job, but, again, since we didn't draft nobody in the position last year, we got two guys who have, who are aging out with a younger guy in um, who fun. We need some speed back there. We need somebody who, mm-hmm. who runs like – so I would yeah. say safety. I would say we got to do something with. We need an edge. Um, I don't like. I don't. Again, I don't know what they see in Drake. When I mean I don't know what they see in Drake Jackson. I don't know if they trust his ability to go out there and be a ten plus sack guy. But if not, we need pressure from the left and the right. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'll leave that side of the field alone. Um, and I'll just go to offense. We got to start preparing for a left tackle. Um, I know we everybody talking about the right tackle, but we have wasted several years of Trent Williams. So I'm mm. sorry, it's time to start looking into preparing. Because if we want a, if it's either Brock Purdy or Trey Lynch, we definitely need a left and a right tackle. Period. Mm. No matter who, no matter who quarterback you cheering for, we need a left and a right tackle. So if I'm them, you need to get to drafting or picking up a free agent really soon. I would not give McGlinchey that money. No offense to no. him. But I need to get younger. I need to get somebody who can build with these guys for the next foreseeable future. No one, Nobody over 25, 26 years old. I need somebody yeah. young who shows talent, shows potential and have the capability to come in and learn our system. So whether it's left tackle, right tackle, in the center. Those are yeah. my three positions on offense. Brandon Ayuk should still be there. Um, Debo should still be there. Elijah should still be there. CMC should still be there. Mason should still be there. TDP should still be there. So, like, offensively, those other positions are good. Maybe drop or pick up a free agent as far as a third wide receiver later on. But in need, I'd rather those three be first. Left tackle, right tackle, and center. And then, yeah, left tackle, right tackle, center. Edge rusher in the safety on the back end. I'm good with corner. 
I think we're going to have – we. I think our corners should be all right, in my opinion. Lenore, we still got Traveris Ward. We still got Amory Thomas. We still got Womack. We still got um, Carwez Watkins. I mean, whoever the dude name. Contras Knight. Contras Knight. Like, we still got other guys I think can can pick in and play over that. Over there. Yeah. <clears throat> I I will go with safety is my number one because I think I think that uh, Ward is gone. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I think that it would be smart of them to hold on to Tayshawn Gibson uh, because he's not going to command too much. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a lot because of his age. I don't think that there's going to be too much of a demand for him. And uh, and then I think that they draft a guy like they have to draft a guy to develop behind him because I don't think that they want to go out there with a rookie or unless they want to go out and sign somebody. I don't know who's available. I haven't looked to see who's going to be available, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I would safety is my number one. Number two is right tackle. Like I think right tackle, just like you said, it is imperative that they, and I, and I completely agree with you about they need to start thinking now about the, the left tackle of the future uh, will they? I mean, they haven't. They haven't shown me yet that they're thinking ahead. Is Moore <laughs> like, still on uh, team? Who? Moore. Uh, yeah, he's still he's still on the team, okay. but he stinks. <laughs> I mean, look, hey, the last person I saw play left tackle. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not good. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just not good. And hopefully, uh, he, they, he, they've got doing, some guys work. that are just. They got guys that are just are are just serviceable. But mm-hmm. if we're talking, but that's what we're talking about is they need to upgrade the pass protection. They're serviceable sure. in the scheme. They're serviceable in this scheme. Like uh, if when it comes down to it and your quarterback just has to drop back, like they're, they're going to get killed. And that, and that's, and that's what we see more often than not. So I just, uh, uh, yeah, I think right tackle for sure. Uh, if they can find a center, great. A center to uh, like, if Nick Zakel is the answer, then great. But so, in my opinion, I think he's too tall to be a center. A center, uh, like uh, he's like six five. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, like I wouldn't mind them trying Poe. Poe, you might be your right tackle though. I mean, like uh, it could be, it could be Burford could be the right tackle too, and like uh, and I moves Zakel into a guard. Uh, that could be, could be. Like, uh, I they're young it, though, that's what you want though. They're young, those yeah. two are big, they're big. Um, Banks like ain't that big, but he's stouty. But maybe Banks is a big dude, one. he's like 300 and uh, he's stalking. He, like, when I mean, stalk, he, he, he's not like he doesn't, he's not visibly like a towering big. Oh, okay, guy, yeah, yeah. He, he's right. like, he's short and compacted, like your your body style, your body type. He's like a rhinoceros, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I I think uh, that yeah, I don't care how they do it. I just need I need offensive line. I need some better offensive linemen, like uh, however it looks. And uh, yeah, and then that's really it on offense. Like uh, on defense, we like you said, I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, my biggest thing on on defense is they need a nose tackle. They need a nose tackle, and then they need a uh, and they need it because they they still haven't replaced DJ Jones. Uh, Kinlaw is not mm-hmm. it. They got to figure yeah. out what they're going to do with Kinlaw because, like, uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good when he's out there. And uh, he looked good for a few games in the beginning of the season, 
And I think he's just over. He's trying not to get hurt now. And yeah. uh, I, good I, as I just, a backup, maybe like like how DJ exactly. was rotational initially. Yeah, rotation. Maybe how DJ like, uh, was at first. Yeah, but I don't want to see him out there for extended snaps. And like, for sure, uh, for sure. and, uh, the, and then, and then, yeah, I would like to see Drake Jackson get more run. I think the biggest thing with him is that he, he uh, kind of, he's he's not really stout at setting the edge, and like, uh, especially in the run Who game. Cares? He gotta learn. I don't know how you learn to put him out there. His athleticism. I, oh no, have I think that he needs no, no. to oh, yeah, yeah. be out there. But what I'm saying is that I think that's why they didn't put him out there, like out in his rookie season. You've seen it. Aaron Banks was kind of waffling in the beginning. He didn't look good, so they just shut it down. And I think that yeah. they did the same thing to Drake Jackson. I think they did the same thing to uh, – who was the other dude that uh, that they shut down? To uh, the corner that was playing in the slot in the beginning. Aaron Thompson? No, no, no. Oh, um, uh, Womack. Womack. Because uh, he looked, he looked like dynamic in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and they just pulled him. Like they just pulled him, and we never saw him again for the rest of the season. So I mad think ball skills too. Yeah, I think that these are all players. Those three players specifically this coming season, yeah, could be real difference makers. And like, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But hey, twin, I appreciate uh, you coming through. Like, uh, had a great time talking, uh, even though we're talking, we should be still playing. (laughs) I appreciate you coming through and like, appreciate everybody that came through in the chat, uh, with their questions and their comments. Uh, why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you on the socials? Man, for sure, for sure, man. Big ups, it's your boy Twin. You can find me on YouTube at Twin Empires, a compound word, Twin Empire together. Also on the one and only Twitter, man. Hit your boy up. Follow me. You can find me as well. Um, Twin Empire on there as well. Um, it says Twin Empire X2. I mean, times two on on um on Twitter or whatnot. But, yeah, make sure you follow, man. Like, sub to the channel. Share the content. Hopefully, man, this year we'll get it cracking. Go try to do a little more different um, on this offseason. Get a little more active. Um, I'm trying to get my... I'm just trying to eventually get a little more into it. Um, it's been a uh, a fun experience. This is my first year actually podding consistently, or maybe not as consistent as most, but just getting my feet wet, man. But this this off season, I'm gonna try to turn up another notch. Um, go over there and and get in great shape with my brother, man, because he's me on a whole nother level. But hopefully, I'm gonna rub elbows with him soon and just try to pick up how he be posting like. 13 videos a day. I ain't go post for 13. No, but. It seems like he's on all day. Like every time hey. I turn on YouTube, he's live. Like it's bro. like, what is going on, bro? Do you eat? <laughs> like, hey, he, look, hey, my brother said he got Wolverine blood. I don't know. I'm like, bro, I got the same blood you got, dude. I don't know how you think that's something else, but he on a whole nother level, man. He really be pushing out, man. And so Hopefully, man, you know, just to hop on there, man, try to get consistent, just either post once a day. And, uh, man, just try to go to the channel. So I'm going to be doing – I'm going to do Niners, and then I'm a big basketball fan too, and I'm a big boxing guy as well. I love boxing and and, uh, basketball. So I'm going to try to continue to do um, Fortnite's content, but I'm definitely going to dive into this Warriors content as well. So if you like basketball, if you like football – and also, I'm a big movie buff. 
and animation guy. So I want to be able to not only have the channel talking about, you know, the Niners, but don't want to get pigeonholed and show, you know, bits of my personality using the other things that I like to talk about. So, yeah, man, hit me up, man. And, yeah, appreciate the time and the opportunity to come on, hop on your channel and kick in and talk with you, you know, over this past, you know, three, four months. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, anytime. Because, yeah, I mean, you always bring the energy. Uh, and you and your you and your brother together is, like, almost like an overload of energy like uh but uh but shout out to law nation like i mean he's good people check out his channel make sure you subscribe make sure you subscribe to twin empire uh once again you can get this uh you can get niner fanatic podcast on uh youtube you can get us on twitter you can get us on facebook you can get it anywhere you can get your audio podcast if you don't look like looking at my face you can always listen to the audio version i don't like i always say I don't care where you get it. Just get it. And we just got to make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can be friends every week, every week. And like I said, like it's going to be, I know the 49er season is over, but it's never, it's never over at the same time. <laughs> so we're going to be talking 49ers all off season. It's For sure. draft. It's all draft. It's all draft time. Uh, time to look at those uh, draft uh, mocks and like all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be getting into it every week. I'm gonna keep this content coming for you guys. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell for the notifications. For but sure. like I said, we gonna get the out of hottest. here. And- tell them, tell them again, yeah. real fast. The hottest content for all season football will be from the 49ers again. That's, I'm telling you, this. We always. will. We will. We got. We go keep we it cracking. Got the we got lines. We, we always got storylines story for day. We got more storylines than media takeout and TMZ in <laughs> the shade room put together. That's how many storylines we got. We got headlines, you know, for all y'all. <laughs> you know, and like I mean, for everybody, their grandmama and everybody else along with it, and all of the baby and then like us. Uh, so, but we're gonna get out of here. Hey, I Shed, we dog. we sit you home, put you on the couch, god dog. Why you trying to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, go Niners. Bang, bang, baby.